started that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, you did, hon. Yes, you did. Hashtag Yon Gang. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Yon Gang. Uh, how you doing there, hon? I'm good. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm doing all right. You ready for some Bible study? I am ready. Yeah, you going to learn some shit? I'm going to learn some shit. Okay. So in case you guys don't know, what we're talking about today is we're going to start off uh, in 2 Kings 24, and then we're going to go into Jerry 48, 49, and then a little bit of 42. Um, And last time, if you guys are completely unaware, uh, the uh, mega vegan Daniel gained favor in Babylon and ruled over everyone with his awesome vegan powers. <laughs> now we're going to be going back to Judah. Uh, in case you guys don't remember last time we were in Judah, Jehoi becomes king. This is about 602 BC. Uh, and then apparently it, if you guys don't remember, Jehoi backstabbed Nebuchadnezzar, Nebi, in case you guys don't know my little pet names for these people. <laughs> uh, he backstabs Nebi, uh, like he's, uh, He backstabs Nebi like he's in a game of Clue. God then sends a bunch of douche canoes against Jehoi. And the douche canoes attacked him. They canoed it all the way over the desert. You gotta watch out for those douche canoes. I know. They're terrible. Mm -hmm. They have like mounted rail guns on the canoes. And what? they fucked them up. Yeah. That's what happened. Oh, okay. That's why you don't fuck with God. He's got mini guns. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward though to Jeremiah uh in in Judah. Um now what he's gonna do uh, well God, he's gonna he's gonna be the mouthpiece for God, and God is gonna judge the fuck out of the dipshits he contracted to whoop Jehoi's ass. The first judgment is against Moab, and I'll just save you guys a lot of time reading here because who wants to read the same shit over and over and over again? Basically, Moab, Ammon, Edom, Damascus, Kedar, and Hazor, they get fucked up. Okay, here's how it happens, all right? <clears throat> God has a game plan for each city, and it's all pretty much the same. Um, so he's going to bomb the fuck out of it, right? But the way he's going to bomb the, the fuck out of it is that he's going to use uh, high, high, like, what is it, high-altitude predator drones? Uh-huh. And he's going to bomb the shit out of the place, but he's going to put the accuracy setting on stormtrooper mode. And uh, they're going to have stormtrooper-like precision. So it's just going to be all over the place. It's not really going to hit the places that he wants to, but he's going to fire so many bombs at the place, it's just going to destroy it all. But God has a, oops, I did it again kind of moment. Uh, and he starts picking up the pieces of both uh, Moab and Amma, being like, "I didn't mean to bomb this shit this bad, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix this place up a little bit." So he promises to fix Ammon and Moab because apparently that was not in his attack plan exactly. Um, Jerry then tells Jehoi that he's gonna die, and ain't nobody gonna give a shit about it. Ain't nobody just, got time for that. He's just gonna fall dead, and everybody's gonna act like <laughs> everybody's just gonna act like he was never there. Jehoi, Jehoi, who? Never heard of that fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, everything else uh about Jehoi's reign and all this other shit is written on Judah's annals. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's kind of like an ass tattoo. Yeah. It's just right above the hole. That's how much shit he did. Sounds uncomfortable. I think it would be. I feel like it would be. I mean, I've had enough tattoos to to know kind of how it feels in various places. And I feel like above the asshole, though I don't know personally, seems like it just would hurt a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, from what I can tell, Judah likes the pain. I mean, that's a fair point. <laughs> What's up, heathens? 
How, How y'all doing? doing? Hi, honey. Hi. So, um, from what I hear in the intro, I pretty much got everything right. No, that's and not what I so said. We could just stop that's it not right here. No, mm-mm. that's definitely what? not what I said. That's exactly what she it's said. It's not. You know, we're going to have to play this back on the recording because yeah. I, f- I feel like you said we could just end it right here. Oh, well, I did say that, but I also said it's not huh. because you were right. <laughs> and I actually <laughs> pointed out some very glaring errors. Oh, did you? Yeah. Like predator drones. There's nothing that precludes God from having predator drones. Well, no, but he wouldn't need them. I mean, does God need the entrails of animals burned to a crisp? No, but he really likes the smell. Maybe he likes the predator drones. I mean, I guess that's a fair point. See? (laughs) You can argue around (laughs) anything using the Bible. (laughs) Can you? I mean, I feel like you just have to use, you know, God's all-powerfulness, and that can get you around everything. I mean, that's one way to do it. I mean, that seems to be how apologists do it. (laughs) All right, so what are we actually learning about today? Well, so like GE said in the intro, the last time we were in Kings, uh, Jehoiakim, this is at the end of uh, 2 Kings 23, Mm-hmm. Jehoiakim becomes king, right? Okay. Immediately after he becomes king, he turns against Nebuchadnezzar and rebels. All right. Right? Um, and so that's where we're starting today. Okay. All right? Um, so I, I sort of already said the first line, but then he turned against Nebuchadnezzar and rebelled. The Lord sent Babylonian, Armenian, Moabite, and Ammonite raiders against him to destroy Judah. In accordance with the word of the Lord proclaimed by his servants, the prophets, surely these things happened to Judah according to the Lord's command in order to remove them from his presence because of the sins of Manasseh and all he had done, including the shedding of innocent blood. For he had filled Jerusalem with innocent blood and the Lord was not willing to forgive. So this is, this is at this point, you've got God sending four nations into Judah to destroy it and kill all the people, which is according to his prophecies or Jeremiah's prophecies and others. I I mean, I have a a, a little bit of a contention with God having a problem with innocent blood being shed. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) He hasn't given a shit up until this point. It's just like, it just kind of seems like God picks out arbitrary things to be pissed about. And he's like, oh, shit, I need a reason. Why the fuck do I need a reason? I'm God. I'll give him a reason anyways. Innocent blood. <laughs> God, didn't you just spill like 13 gallons of innocent blood last week? <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that to him, okay? <laughs> They'll start putting pieces together. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and in, in God basically, he'll send you know, his people after and tell them to kill everybody. Is everybody, you know, not innocent? I mean, I guess no one is, right? Because we're born, according to the Bible, Mm -hmm. we're born in sin. We're born into sin. Yeah, that's because Eve ate that, ate that fruit. Bitches, you can't trust them. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Just blame women for everything. It's fine. And to uh, the lawyers, sorry, they're in my ear right now. The lawyers want me to tell you that this is specifically about the Bible. This is not a personal belief held by myself or Casey. Accurate. <laughs> yeah. The Bible is misogynistic. Yes. Don't call They're... us misogynistic. The Bible is. This is the Bible study. We're reading the Bible. I know. You would think that that would be a big clue to people, but I think that, you know, sometimes just explicitly saying it's a good idea. Well, you know, what's funny, though, is that, you know, there are a lot of Christians who are you know, hold these same beliefs, but then they're like, I'm not a bigot. The Bible says this is wrong. Now, here's the difference between y'all saying that and us saying that. We don't subscribe to the Bible. You do. Mm -hmm. Your scripture, your religion, your book, that's on you. So, all right. So now that's that's all we're going to do for the moment in Kings. And we're going to jump into Jeremiah. 
remember, and I know I've said this quite a bit, but if you haven't listened to all of our podcasts, you may not know. Um, this, the daily Bible is written mm-hmm. in chronological order, not in the order of the Bible. So it kind of jumps around a little bit to keep things in, you know, in, in a chronological storyline. Right. So after, after Jehoiakim becomes king and Judah's neighbors come for, come for them and come to destroy them because God sent them. Keep that in mind. God sent them, which we knew he was going to do. Daniel said that he, or not Daniel, um, Jeremiah said he was going to do. Yep. Right. Um, so that's happening now. But God also said previously in Jeremiah that the people that he sends, like Babylon, this was a this was a few weeks ago when we did Babylon, that they would also be punished. I remember that. Mm-hmm, because Jeremiah was kind of upset, like, you're gonna send these people who were arguably far worse sinners than we are. Mm-hmm. You're gonna send them to destroy us and they're just scot free. Uh, yeah. And well, so, I mean. <laughs> well, well, God said no. He was gonna basically use them and then fuck them up too when he was done using them to fuck up Judah. How why why is anybody like okay with this shit in the Bible? Like I just <laughs> the more that we read the 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 Bible, the Old Testament, the more I'm just wondering, like, wow. How does why is anybody ever convinced by this? I have no idea. Like, like you think God's all loving? He just contracted a bunch of douchebags to beat somebody up, and then he's gonna swoop in like he's like all miracle man and just fuck them up. Well, and, so he contracts the neighbors to kill the guy, right? Right. And then he didn't want any loose ends, so then he kills all the people he contracted. But I mean, that just that sounds like the villain of the story right like yes that sounds like the bet like if we were watching some kind of csi miami uh <laughs> the closer major crimes or whatever kind mm-hmm. of story mm-hmm. i mean like he would be the the big boss that <laughs> that that you finally arrest for like multiple homicides mm-hmm. <laughs> god is the philip stro who stro in the closer the character philip stro he get he or, or you know he gets away with um rape and murder wow and he he like masterminds this whole thing it's it's a big story arc in the closer if anybody's watched the closer you all know who i'm talking about when i say stroke okay so now it's time for uh, jeremiah to um tell everybody god's judgment against some of these places the neighbors that got sent after judah Mm-hmm. which I guess may make the people of Judah feel a little better um, that these people are going to be punished. But I have to wonder at this time if they realize that God sent them after them. Okay. Like, I don't know. I'd be really pissed. Like if, if, if it was somebody I worship and they were like, and they were sending my enemies against me to kill me and my family and destroy all of our shit. I'm not sure why I would care if he's like, well, don't worry because I'm going to fuck them up too. Oh, okay, God, you're the best. Thank you. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't get that. Right. Anyway, are you ready for the judgment against Moab? Oh, yes. Please bring on the predator drones. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> Concerning Moab. And this is the longest. So we're going to have to get through this. The other ones are a little shorter, but they're all very similar. Okay. Okay. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Woe to Nebo, for it will be ruined. I forgot to mention before I started this, there's a bunch of town names in this whole section today Mm -hmm. that I cannot pronounce. So we're going to be dealing with that. Sorry. (laughs) I can come up with alternate names. Okay. You want to read this one? Which one is it? Nebo. No. Woe to oh, I'm pointing at it right. Cure Curathium, Curathium, Curathium. I mean, I could have done that. That's what I was planning to do. Well, just call it uh, Curaville. No, I'm not going to do that. What? Uh, Okay, whatever. Curathame. I think it's Thame. T H A I M. Anyways, we're getting off track here. Will be disgrace. K hole. 
<laughs> K-hole will be disgraced and captured. The stronghold will be disgraced and shattered. Moab will be praised no more. In Heshbon, people will plot her downfall. Come, let us put to an end that nation. You, the people of madmen, will also be silenced. Now, what's interesting, bad, mm. madmen. Magmen? Mad, madmen. Madmen? M-A-D-M-A-M-E-N. Oh, who who's the guy that plays the, the main character in that? Uh, John Ham. Uh huh. Hamsville. Instead of Madmen, it's Hamsville. I mean, we can just call it Madmen. It's easy to pronounce. Anyway, what's interesting is here's <laughs> here's the verse. Are you ready for this? The people of Madmen will also be silenced. But there's a footnote here, and it says the name of the Moabite town Madmen sounds like the Hebrew word or for. Uh, be silenced so it's interesting when they tell the stories when they tell these stories it's hard to it's hard for me to see them as like legit and real not that not that some of these places aren't real right but when you have when you have things that are named based on what's in the story like in this prophecy this town will be silenced Therefore, it's called Madmen, which is the uh, the Hebrew word sounds like "be silenced." Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, or in a modern translation, "bitch, shut up." <laughs> <laughs> the lawyers would like to apologize. Whatever that was. <laughs> to Timothy, what the fuck ever. Yep, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Okay. The sword will pursue you. Cries of anguish arise from horror name. I think cries of great havoc and destruction. Moab will be broken. Her little ones will cry out. They will go up the hill to Luhith, weeping bitterly as they go on the road down to horror name. Horror name. Horror. Okay. Yeah. That's what it says. Uh, anguished cries over the destruction are heard. Flee, run for your lives. Become like a bush in the desert. <laughs> There's a footnote here. What's this say? <laughs> you know, for some reason that made me think of Ben Shapiro's wife. <laughs> that is inappropriate. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since you trust in your deeds and riches, you too will be taken captive. Uh, and Ch- Chemosh will go into exile. Together with its priests and officials, the destroyer will come against every town, and not a town will escape. The valley will be ruined and the plateau destroyed because the Lord has spoken. Put salt on Moab, for she be laid waste. Throw some salt on that bitch? What? Yep, throw some salt on it. (laughs) You think think God dressed like that salt bay come in and is like, I'm going to put some salt on this bitch? I don't know, maybe. (laughs) They're going to throw salt on it so the land is ruined. Oh. So they can't grow crops there. I mean, can't you just sort of like wipe the salt away and then plant crops? Or is it Wipe like... it away from... I mean, it'll be in the dirt. Well, I mean, if I, I... Plus, if there's any moisture, it'll dissolve. I mean, I I guess it depends on what kind of salt. Because like, if you got rock salt, rock salt's pretty big. It's not going to exactly soak up into the dirt quick. I mean, if you got like the table salt that we have now, I mean that would that would probably mix pretty well with it. But I mean, if you've got salt that's like bigger than a small grain, you're just gonna be able to like <laughs> sweep that up with a broom. I mean, if it was on concrete, but it's on dirt, you're not gonna be able to sweep that. You can't. You'd have to sift the dirt. <sighs> okay, so confession time. I'm not a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not a farmer either, but like, never mind. Let's just let's just move on. Can we move on? Okay. Okay. Um, they're they're gonna throw salt on Moab so that she's laid waste. He's a salty bitch. Got it. Uh, yeah. Her towns will become desolate, and no one will live in them. A curse on anyone who is lax in doing the Lord's work. A curse on anyone who keeps their sword from bloodshed. So anyone who isn't running around killing people are cursed. If you're not doing the Lord's work, killing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
so the so the Lord's work is killing other people. Apparently, it says a curse, a curse on anyone who is lax in doing the Lord's work. A curse on anyone who keeps their sword from bloodshed. Uh, I feel like maybe God's lawyers want to come in on this. I'm not sure. I don't <laughs> think they do. I feel like they've had a long time to be able to do that and yeah. haven't. So no, no, I'm pretty sure they're good. Uh, why do we consider this God omnibenevolent? I don't know. I mean, we don't. Well, I mean, like we, it, you know, like humans in general. I like we personally don't, but like the general consensus of the you know Christians and stuff. I mean, they consider him good. Hey, you know, I bet you all NT scholars would agree that God's good. So I guess that means that God's good all the time. All the time. Yep. Mm -hmm. Moab has been at rest from youth, like wine left on its dregs, not poured from one jar to another. She has not gone into exile. So she tastes as she did, and her aroma is unchanged. This makes me horrible. <laughs> I don't know if this is like a good thing or maybe like you need to take a shower or. Not really I mean, sure. to be honest, at this point in time, they probably just needed to take a shower. Perhaps. But days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will send men who pour from pitchers and they will pour her out. They will empty her pitchers and smash her jars. Then Moab will be ashamed of Chemosh and Israel will be ashamed when they trusted in Bethel. How can you say we are warriors, men valiant in battle? Moab will be destroyed and her towns invaded. Her finest young men will go down in the slaughter, declares the king, whose name is the Lord Almighty. The fall of Moab is at hand. Her calamity will come quickly. Mourn for her, all who live around her, all who know her fame. Say, how broken is the mighty scepter, how broken the glorious staff. Come down from your glory and sit on the parched ground. You're, you inhabitants of daughter Dibon. For the one who destroys Moab will come up against you and ruin your fortified cities. Stand by the road and watch, all you who live in Arorur. You're trying to say it right here. Arorur. See? <laughs> Dino rar. A rower. A row. A r o e r. A rower. See? I told you. I said it right the first time. <laughs> I, I feel. I, I feel like it's us trying to pronounce rural. Rural. R rural. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all those who live in that place. Um, ask the man fleeing and the woman escaping. Ask them, what has happened? Moab is disgraced, for she is shattered. Wail and cry, cry out. Announce by the Arnon that Moab is destroyed. Judgment has come to the plateau. To Holon, Jaz... J J Jaza. Jaza? Jaza. Jazz hands. And Mephaith. 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 Jazz hands and Mephaith. And Holon. <laughs> to Dibon, Nebo, and Beth Dibla, Dibla Thiam. Dibs on thighs. <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs> to Kariathame, Beth Gamul, and Beth Mion, to <laughs> Beth Mion, <laughs> Beth on me. <laughs> there better not be a Beth on you. No. <laughs> 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 to to Kerioth and Basra and all the towns of Moab far and near. Moab's horn is cut off. Her arm is broken. Now horn here, there's a footnote. Hold on, I hit the wrong button. Horn here symbolizes strength. I bet it does. <laughs> 
You're like a teen boy. <laughs> so anyway, this is what the Lord declares. You, you know, I, f- I feel, uh, sorry to interrupt, I it's feel a- like the whole horn thing representing strength, it's a whole lot like having those really big exhausts on cars, <laughs> like on a Honda Civic. So when you start it up, it's like, and <laughs> they got the, the fucking 9,000 RPMs when they're starting off from a stop sign. <laughs> it's just small dick. <laughs> yeah. Accurate. I think that's, I mean, I think that's a good description of it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Make her drunk, for she has defiled the Lord. Let Moab wallow in her vomit. <clears throat> Let her be an object of ridicule. You know, I kind of feel like this is a Caitlin Bennett move. <laughs> <laughs> Go on ahead, let her shit herself and throw up and wall her around in her mess. We're just we're we're just gonna move on, okay? Was not Israel the object of your ridicule? Was she caught among the thieves that you shake your head in and scorn whenever you speak of her? Abandon your towns and dwell among the rocks, you who live in Moab. Be like a dove that makes its nest at the mouth of a cave. We have heard of Moab's pride, how great is her arrogance, of her insolence, her pride, her conceit, and the haughtiness of her heart. I know her insolence, but it is futile, declares the Lord, and her boasts accomplish nothing. Therefore, I will wail over Moab, for all Moab I cry out. I moan for the people of, here we go again, Ker Hariseth. I weep for you as Jazer weeps. You're- Jazer? Yeah, I feel I feel like that's the transformer from uh, the the good transformer movie, the first one. I didn't know there was a good transformer. The first one was pretty good. Okay. It had a transformer in there named Jazz. Awesome. He's pretty cool. Okay. I didn't know Jazz was in this. Jazzer. Mm-hmm. Not the same thing. I think that was a nickname. Anyways, go ahead. I'm not sure. Um, I weep for you as Jazzer weeps, you vines of Sibma. Never mind. Go ahead. Your branches spread as far as the sea. They reached as far as Jazzer. The destroyer has fallen on your ripened fruit and grapes. I'm so glad the destroyer has come to fuck up your fruit. (laughs) 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 Joy and gladness are gone from the from the orchards and fields of Moab. I have stopped the flow of wine from the presses. No one treads them with shouts of joy. Although there are shouts, there are not shouts of joy. This seems shitty. Like, you (laughs) fuck everybody. You make everything suck, and then you take away the wine? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that seems to be God's MO. Just just fuck everything up and just take, take everything that has anything to do with fun. I mean, that's just... Plus, I think at this time, wasn't wine, like, heavily drunk because there wasn't, like, clean water, like, readily available a lot of places? I don't even care if that's true or not. Like, you fuck everything up and make everybody have a shitty day, and then you take away the wine. (laughs) You know, honey, you're starting to sound like a wino. If I could drink (laughs) wine and not get sick, I would be a wino. (laughs) (laughs) The sound of their cry rises from Heshbon to Alila and Jahaz, from Zor as far as Horonaim and Eglath Shelishia. Shelishia. Sheila. Close enough. For even the waters of Nimrim are dried up. <clears throat> I can say that one. <laughs> Nimrim. Nimrim. That's Nimrod's brother. <laughs> and that's a place. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's referring to these cities as like in with like she and everything like that. So I feel like it's not out of the realm to call. Good. Yeah. Okay. Um, in Moab, I will put an end to those who make offerings on the high places and burn incense to their gods, declares the Lord. You know. I feel like this could have been, I mean, we're we're still not done with the judgment of Moab, by the by. Yeah, it's really, really long. But I feel like we could have gotten away with 
I'm going to fuck all of you up because you make offerings on the high places and burn incense to your gods. Like, I feel like that's where we could have ended. And we could have actually ended about 100 times ago the first time we said it. (laughs) So my heart laments for Moab like the music of a pipe. It laments like a pipe for the people of Ker Hariseth. The wealth they acquired is gone. Every head is shaved and every beard cut off. Every hand is slashed and every waist is covered with sackcloth. On all the roofs in Moab and in the public squares, there is nothing but mourning, for I have broken Moab like a jar that no one wants, declares the Lord. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, it just, it just sounds like, to, to compare them to a broken jar that nobody wants that you just, like, destroyed... Just makes me think of somebody just going into an abandoned building and just destroying everything in the place. It's like, God damn it. I know nobody's using it, but shit, dude. Why you got to be so violent? Well, do you remember they've used the broken jar analogy before? Yeah. So I think this is hearkening to the broken jar now. <clears throat> so how shattered she is, how they wail, how Moab turns her back in shame. Moab has become an object of ridicule, an object of horror to those around her. This is what the Lord says. Look, an eagle is swooping down, spreading its wings over Moab. Kerioth will be captured and the strongholds taken. In that day, the hearts of Moab's warriors will be like the heart of a woman in labor. Moab will be destroyed as a nation because she defiled the Lord. Terror and pit and snare await you, you people of Moab, declares the Lord. Whoever flees from terror will fall into a pit. Whoever climbs out of the pit will be caught in a snare, for I will bring on Moab the year of her punishment, declares the Lord. In the shadow of Heshbon, the fugitives stand helpless, for a fire has gone out from Heshbon, ablaze from the midst of Sihon. It burns the foreheads of Moab and the skulls of the noisy boasters. Woe to you, Moab! The people of Chemish are destroyed. Your sons are taken into exile and your daughters into captivity. Yet I will restore the fortunes of Moab in days to come, declares the Lord. Here ends the judgment on Moab. So he's going to fuck him up, do all kinds of terrible things. And then when he's done, restore their fortunes. Yep. Was it like a fucking reset? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, <clears throat> it's basically like, uh, you know, that meme where the guy's like, fuck this shit. I don't need it. But then he's like, I still got to come back in on Monday or Friday or whatever. Fuck, it's Thursday. I'm going to need this tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's me all the time. Well, I mean, I feel like that's what God's like right here. It's like, oh, shit. I didn't mean to destroy the shit. Let me just sort of fix your shit up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like he clearly meant to destroy it. Well, I think yeah, that's pretty evident. <clears throat> not, I guess not. Uh, like he, it's not. It's not like he regrets he, destroying it at all. Just destroying it as much as he did. Uh-huh. Well, so anyway, that's that's the end of the judgment on Moab. But we're not done. We've still got to judge lots of other places. You ready? Mm-hmm. Ammon. Ammon. Concerning the Ammonites, mm-hmm. this is what the Lord says: Has Israel? no sons has israel no heir why then has molech taken possession of gad why do his people live in its towns but the days are coming declares the lord when i will sound the battle cry against rabbah of the ammonites it will become a mound of ruins and its surrounding villages will be set on fire then israel will drive out those who drove her out says the lord wail heshbon for (laughs) (laughs) that's what i was gonna say (laughs) i is destroyed (laughs) Uh, it's either that or a it's probably that it's just ai is destroyed cry out you inhabitants of rabbah put sack put on sack sackcloth and mourn rush here and there inside the walls for molech will go into exile together with his priests and officials. Why do you boast of your valleys, boast of your valleys so fruitful? Unfaithful daughter Ammon, you trust in riches and say, who will attack me? 
I will bring terror on you from all those around you, declares the Lord, the Lord Almighty. You know, I, I really kind of wish the like Christians and Jews nowadays would practice this whole putting on sackcloth thing. Because, I mean, <laughs> you, you'd be able to go into Walmart and be like, oh, look at that. They fucked <laughs> the, up. The childers, they fucked up again. They're in sackcloths. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's finish Ammon real quick. Every one of you will be driven away and no one will gather the fugitives. Yet afterward, I will, dest- I will restore the fortunes of the Ammonites, declares the Lord. Oh, so he's, he's picking his shit up again in Ammon? shit i didn't mean to destroy all this shit come on let's just pick it up a little bit (laughs) you're okay or maybe it's like a a big brother little brother kind of thing where it's like you're okay you're okay don't tell mom don't tell mom you're okay (laughs) i don't have any siblings (laughs) i mean that never happened to me i was the oldest kid so like yeah the, the youngest ones always beat the shit out of me and then blame me for it oh yeah yeah, that literally happened one day. My <laughs> brother came in, hit me on the side of the head, and then was like, Mom, John hit me. <laughs> you little shit. <laughs> Didn't do a fucking thing to you. Funny. I feel like he'd do that. <laughs> he might. I don't know. He's in Arizona right now. so. <laughs> okay, so... We're done with Atman. I know that was kind of short, but similar kind of thing. He's going to fuck him up, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to destroy him. Everybody's going to be mourning. It's going to be terrible. Predator uh, drones are flying. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready to move to Edom? Mm-hmm. Concerning Edom, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Is there no longer wisdom in Teman? Has counsel perished from the prudent? Has their wisdom decayed? Turn and flee. Hide in deep caves. You who live in Dedan, for I will bring disaster on Esau at the time when I punish him. If grape pickers came to you, would they not leave a few grapes? Um, well, if I remember correctly, that's like one of the one of the commandments from God was to like leave a little bit on the vine so that like the poor bitches can come through and pick shit up. Oh, but I mean, it says if if grape pickers came to you, would they not leave a few grapes like with you? I don't know. I guess I saw that as grape pickers coming to visit and they bring you some grapes. Oh, yeah. Maybe I wasn't. I do remember what you're talking about, but. um, I I, I was just thinking of like, when has God ever said anything about leaving grapes for anybody? Oh, yeah, he, he has. Yeah. <laughs> to take care of the poor so the poor can come and pick the grapes. Yeah, but I don't think that grape pickers are just going to be like, hey, would you like some grapes? I mean, that would be nice. <laughs> I like grapes. It's going to use it to make some wine, but God said no. Because it will. Yeah, he did. <laughs> if thieves came during the night, would they not steal only as much as they wanted? But I will strip Esau bare. Damn. Jesus Christ. I will uncover his hiding places so that he cannot conceal himself. This seems non-consensual. <laughs> his, <laughs> his, his armed men are destroyed, also his allies and neighbors, so there is no one to say, leave your fatherless children, I will keep them alive. Your widows, too, can depend on me. Leave your fatherless children? Well, he's saying there's no one. He's going to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. So there's not going to be anyone else there to be like, go ahead and leave the kids of the pe- men who've died. I'll take care of them and your widows. <laughs> oh. There's not going to be anybody to care for the women and the children. Oh, but he's not going to kill the women and the children? <clears throat> I, I mean, I guess not. I mean, why stop now? I mean, I he know. hasn't really shown, like, especially with the uh, foreign nations, God hasn't really given two shits whatsoever about the women and children i don't know why he doesn't just snuff them out here i mean he might it doesn't say they're not going to he's just saying all of the armed men will be destroyed oh okay also his allies and neighbors so i mean i don't know you you know why couldn't god have you know used this kind of swift action like during uh uh book of joshua like when joshua was like conquering towns because at the, because then God was just sort of like throwing down a some kind of 
empowerment ch- enchantment on on Joshua's <laughs> army and like they were conquering people but here God's just raining holy hell down from his predator drones and I just don't know why God couldn't have done that for Joshua it's it, it, this seems very selective like as far as him destroying places I mean if you're looking in cons- for consistency the bible's the wrong place you're not gonna, you're not going to find that here you got it okay <clears throat> this is what the lord says if those who do not deserve to drink the cup must drink it, why should you go unpunished? You will not go unpunished, but must drink it. I swear by myself, declares the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so funny. You know those memes when they're like, <clears throat> I um, magically impregnated somebody with myself to bear myself, mm-hmm. to kill myself or whatever, all that kind of shit. This is like, you know, and and then people are like, I swear to God. He's like, I swear by myself. (laughs) That's what that reminded me of. (laughs) I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that Basra will become a ruin and a curse, an object of horror and reproach, and all its towns will be in ruins forever. Same as the other ones. I have heard a message from the Lord. An envoy was sent to the nations to say, assemble yourselves to attack it. Rise up for battle. Now I will make you a small. I will make you small among the nations, despised by mankind. The terror you inspire and the pride of your heart have deceived you. You who live in the clefts of the rocks, who occupy the heights of the hill, though you build your nest as high as the eagles, from there I will bring you down, declares the Lord. Edom will become an object of horror, and all who pass by will be appalled and will scoff because of all of its wounds. As Sodom and Gomorrah were overthrown along with their neighboring towns, says the Lord. So no one will live there. No people will dwell in it. Like a lion coming up from Jordan's thickets to a rich pasture land, I will chase Edom from its land in an instant. Who is the chosen one I will appoint for this? Who is like me and who can challenge me? And what shepherd can stand against me? Therefore, hear what the Lord has planned against Edom. What has purposed against those who live in Teman? The young men of the flock will be dragged away. Their pasture will be appalled at their fate. At the sound of their fall, the earth will tremble. Their cry will resound to the Red Sea. Look, an eagle will soar and swoop down, spreading its wings over Basra. In that day, the hearts of Edom's warriors will be like the heart of a woman in labor. Again. I think that's the only thing that he can compare things to. It's like, that's the, it's the only pain that he's really been explained. And so it's like, that's the, that's his, that's his only way to judge how painful something is. Which really isn't a judgment that he even knows. No, it wouldn't be. That's why Mm -hmm. I say it, it was explained to him. Yeah. How bad it is. And it's like, oh shit, that's really bad. Well, I guess I'll just use that as my candlestick. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So that is the uh, that is the judgment against Edom, but he's not he's not saying that he's gonna fix Edom when he's done. No, because fuck Edom, mm-hmm. they fucked up. All right, you ready to continue? Yeah. Concerning Damascus. Oh no, not Damascus. Hamath and Arpad are dismayed, for they have heard bad news. They are disheartened, troubled like the restless sea. Damascus has become feeble. She has turned to flee and panic has gripped her. Anguish and pain have seized her. Pain like that of a woman in labor. (laughs) Why? Why has the city of renown not been abandoned? The towns in which I delight. Surely her young men will fall in the streets. All her soldiers will be silenced in that day, declares the Lord Almighty. I will set fire to the walls of Damascus. It will consume the fortress of Ben-Hadad. Yep. So that's Damascus. Okay. He's not going to fix them either. No, because fuck Damascus. (laughs) Uh, Concerning Kedar and the kingdoms of Hazor, which Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, attacked. This is what the Lord says. Arise and attack Kedar and destroy the people of the east. Their tents and their flocks will be taken. Their shelters will be carried off with all their goods and camels. People will shout to them, terror on every side. Flee quickly. Stay in deep caves, you who live in Hazor, declares the Lord. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, has plotted against you. He has devised a plan against you. Arise and attack a nation at ease, which lives in confidence, declares the Lord. 
a nation that has that has neither gates nor bars, its people live far from danger. Their camels will become plunder, and their large herds will be spoils of war. I will scatter to the winds those who are in distant places, and will bring disaster on them from every side, declares the Lord. Hazor will become a haunt of jackals, a desolate place forever. No one will live there, no people will dwell in it. So that is the end of the judgments against Kedar and Hazor. He's also not going to fix them either. So that's that's where we're actually going to end in Jeremiah. We're going to go back to Kings real quick, though. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. We're not done in Jeremiah yet, but we're we're <laughs> jumping. I'm so sorry. I forgot. But wait, there's more. We're actually jumping backward in Jeremiah to uh, chapter 22. Okay. Okay. So we've been in 48 and 49. We're going to jump back to 22 because um, he, Jehoi, or Jeremiah does all these prophecies about this. But then following that, um, he, they put it here because Jehoiakim's not going to see the vengeance brought upon his enemies. Okay. He's, he's going to hear about it, but he's not going to see it. So Jeremiah actually prophecies uh, Jehoiakim's death. In chapter 22. So that's what we're going to do right now. Therefore, this is what the Lord says about Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah. They will not mourn for him. Alas, my brother. Alas, my sister. They will not mourn for him. Alas, my master. Alas, his splendor. He will have the burial of a donkey dragged away and thrown outside the gates of Jerusalem. Okay. Seems kind of (laughs) rude. Go up to Lebanon and cry out. Let your voices be heard in Bashan. Cry out for Abar- Abarim, for all your allies are crushed. I warned you when you felt secure, but you said, I will not listen. This has been your way from your youth. You have not obeyed me. The wind will drive all your shepherds away and your allies will go into exile. Then you will be ashamed and disgraced because of all your wickedness. You who live in Lebanon, who are nestled in cedar buildings, how you will groan when the pains come upon you. Pain like that of woman in labor. Again. Now we're going to jump right back into Kings real quick. Uh, This is actually in two Kings and two Chronicles. Um, As for the other events of Jehoiakim's reign and all he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the Kings of Judah? Jehoiakim rested with his ancestors. Mm -hmm. So now Jehoiakim is dead. Fuck Jehoiakim. <laughs> yeah? I, I mean, I, these kings go come in and go out so quickly, it's hard to really... There's a lot de- of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to develop some kind of emotional attachment to any single one. So, that's it for today. Mm-hmm. But next time, next time, we're going to have to get a new king, right? So, we're going to start off in Second Kings. We're going to have some Second Kings, uh, two Chronicles. Um, and we're going to meet the next king, Jehoiachin. What? Jehoiachin. Jehoiachin. Uh-huh. Okay. Is Jehoiakim's son. Okay. So we're going to have Jehoiachin. And it says he was a child king. He was 18. What, what about, what about Jehoiani? Or Jehoiah mouth, or Jehoiah finger. Are you doing dad jokes right now? <laughs> I mean, is this a dad? I guess it's a dad joke. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's it's not going to last super long. Just saying, um, because Nebuchadnezzar is going to do Nebuchadnezzar things, right? Yep, got to do Nebi things. And he's going to put into place a, another puppet king. Well, he's, without giving everything away, we're going to have a new puppet king, right? After mm-hmm. uh, Jehoiachin um, can no longer perform his king duties. And so Nebuchadnezzar is going to appoint uh, Zedekiah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about Zedekiah's character. So that's what 
Next week's is not very long, but it's going to start the next chain of events and Jeremiah's prophecies following after, after next, after next week's, po- after the next podcast. Right. When we meet the next two, the next two kings, we're going to have, we're going to go back into Jeremiah and have Jeremiah's prophecies under Zedekiah. Okay. Okay. So that's what it's setting up. All right. All right. Sounds good. Cannot wait for more of this boring ass shit. <laughs> it's it's interesting the way that you read it and explain it. Though oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure. I, I, are you kidding me? <laughs> we had a blast today. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it can be a little repetitive. I mean, it is repetitive in different places. So, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. I think this. St- I think the story is interesting but i do think there's a lot of stuff in there that you can definitely do without like some of this shit can just be summarized and it's it's really unnecessarily long okay i mean that's my personal opinion yeah it's very wordy well i mean you know in the old testament they had to like pad their runtime on it i mean rambly that's why like the the two kings book or the the both of the king's book and both of the chronicles book they both copy each other. Yeah, they're both they're well, they're I think Chronicles probably copies Kings, but anyways. They're very they're very similar, which is why when we're talking um it's like two kings and two chronicles, when we're talking about that, they come together and they're the story the story is in both of them. Mm-hmm. Slightly slightly different or maybe different pieces. And so that's why in this book, the Daily Bible, they put them together. They take the pieces, then put the puzzle together because in the Bible, it's just this book and you read through the whole book. Right. And so, and it's usually the writings of, you know, this, this one, this one set of writings. And so it's, it's hard to, if you're reading the Bible, just straight through the Bible, it's really hard to put all the pieces together. Mm -hmm. So I think this is the way that this book is set up is really interesting okay in chronological even though like as much as they can in chronological but at least the story in some kind of order that makes some kind of sense that puts all of the pieces together right so anyway okay that's it for today awesome yeah all right well if you guys uh want to join in next week when we head back uh, into Judah and we find out who our next king is going to be mm-hmm. and everything like that. You want to play more of the Game of Thrones in the Bible <laughs> then you'll have to join in next week. Otherwise, don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>